0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. In, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money and investing and or Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Sometimes I think about the past and I just, maybe I remember things emotionally, so I'm definitely remembering them though. I don't necessarily have that textbook knowledge, but I've got an emotional knowledge. And one of the things I want to throw down there was 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, I was in a software store. I think a couple of them might've been like egghead software Babbage's, Babbage. I think Charles Babbage invented something with a computer language. And there was stores where you can go to and and browse software in boxes and read the back of the box, kind of like reading the back of a book. One of the ones I remember seeing was a company that made something called Dragon Software or Dragon Speech. And it was kick butt. It made me 25 years ago. Tinkle in my underwear, pee my pants, get excited for the future. It was a company that did speech recognition. And if there's one thing that I hated in college, it was typing. If there's one thing that I hate today, it's typing. If there's one thing I hate today, it's remote controls. If there's one thing I hate today, it's getting off the couch to change the temperature. But, and wires. Oh God, wires. I hate wires and cords. But that's for a different day. So 25 years ago, I saw a software called Dragon Naturally Speaking. It was a speech recognition software uh, developed in Newton, Massachusetts. It was acquired by Learnout and Hospi speech products, later by Nuance Communications. Learnout and Hospi had a ticker symbol LHSPF. I mean, it was a thing 25 years ago as an investment. It was a software like people are going to be talking to their computers. That keyboard, it's going to go away. People are gonna be talking to uh, their T V, that remote, it's gonna go away. Hasn't quite happened like that. And if I were betting if I were a betting man, I thought, you know, I saw Buck Rogers where he'd walk into his apartment and he'd say, Light's on, turn down the temperature, play some cool jazz music. I wanna make love to the princess. Princess, whatever, from Buck Rogers. There was the well, you know how it went. There was the fighter pilot on Earth, and there was the princess from another planet who wanted to control Earth. He talked to his apartment. Microsoft, 25 years later, looks like they're going to be buying Nuance software. It's that whole industry consolidated. Uh, there just wasn't enough money to go around. There wasn't enough technology. There wasn't enough computer computing power. There wasn't enough artificial intelligence to take like, a, a learnable example. Like, have you ever heard me or Mike Tyson try to say the word edible? um, Inevitable. The, The speech thing couldn't keep up with me and Mr. Tyson. I can't do pharmaceutical words. He can't do the word edible. So nuance. It looks like Microsoft may acquire them. And I think the story there is I was pretty confident 25 years ago that we would not be using keyboards. I, I, am not saying I fell for the hype, but the wired magazines, the upside magazines, um, the red herrings basically told me, you're not going to have to worry about typing and you definitely won't have to teach your kids, but still we type, right? So Microsoft's going to acquire an artificial intelligence cloud computing company, Nuance bolstering its healthcare offerings. Nuance technologies used extensively in medical records and is currently employed in more than three quarters of us hospitals. The transaction is all cash, including Nuance's net debt. The deal becomes on the heels of 2016, Microsoft's biggest deal ever, $27 billion. When Microsoft bought LinkedIn, Nuance's technology is currently used by 55% physicians and 75% of radiologists in the United States. Basically, dictation notes. Microsoft said that the deal will double its potential healthcare market to nearly $500 billion. It is something that probably 25 years ago, if I were to do it with this show then today, today's show then, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I think you know what I'm trying to say. Probably 25 years ago, if we can get back to the Wayback Machine, I'd say, well, I bet you a dollar that Microsoft will end up copying exactly what they do. Dragon systems learned out in (laughs) hospied nuance. And it turns out that they didn't. I'm just throwing it out there. (laughs) Just like sometimes you think you might know um, and you really, really don't is what it comes down to. And you might be definitive. This is going to be the investment that changes my life. Do you have any emails I get from people that ask for one stock pick just give me your best stock pick and i'm like don't do it don't do it they're going to get into trouble because they're they're looking for that that thing for instance where it's going to be the next thing in the world of technology um so nuanced communication if i were to be snarky helps machines navigate the subtleties of human speech it's got a conversational artificial intelligence and ambient clinical intelligence. So it's perfect for healthcare with very brutal words to pronounce. Financial services, telecommunications, government, retail. It's worked with machine learning and its products are in 1600 language scientists hands and developers. So worldwide customers, they're Microsoft is making a play. And if you've ever been into various industries, you'll see that wow, they could really use kind of a 21st century approach. The healthcare industry and the health records industry needs a company like Microsoft or a company like IBM to kind of come in and clean up what the, or even Google. I mean, take a look in the 20th 2020. What happened in education? Uh, Google Chromebooks have always had their place in early education. They're cheap notebooks. They're cheap computers. Um, When I was a kid, Apple had that market. Microsoft didn't care for it. Well, Microsoft really wasn't around. It was IBM who didn't care for it. But Dell and those companies were like, no, 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 no. We don't need to be in the education market. And Apple would say things like, hey, if you collect 100 cereal boxes, we'll give your school a computer, a Mac. And the idea was to train kids early. And then they will be customers for life. And on some levels, that's worked for Apple. Will it work for Microsoft and Nuance Software? Nuance Communications getting in. Um, I can tell you 2020 was a great year for Google. My kids have Gmail addresses. My kids know how to use all Google products online. Their word processing, their Excels, their presentations. Now, if I were to extrapolate that 5, 10, 15, 20 years, maybe a job interview. Maybe a a computer going off to college. My kids are going to say, hey, I need something with Google in it, because that's what I know. So I I like what I'm seeing. And you can kind of see how some companies plant the seed for future growth. Microsoft going after Nuance makes a ton of sense. Hey, for the first quarter, as we are in April now in the second quarter, looking at the S&P 500 performance, up 10% for the year. Wow. Are we really setting ourselves up for 30 to 35% or is it going to slow down at some point? I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial money investing. Or Find me online at robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Looking forward to live music opening back up, but get this: as the dog, I was at a park last night? It was 011010110. and um, I'm just kidding. doing a thing trying to stretch her legs and get her tired before she goes to bed. And I see a couple talking on a bench and. I'm nosy. I overhear what they're talking about. And I hear them say Rockland and a couple other points of interest out by Sacramento, which is about an hour from where I live. Auburn. Cute little um, communities that are not big towns, but are small towns that are basically, I would say, almost part two of what's happening post-COVID. Give me a second to explain this. So when COVID hit in 2020, I saw a lot of my friends basically say, you know what? We don't have to go to work. We're going to work from home. You know what? Working from home is driving me crazy, so I'm going to buy an RV. So I'm going to park an RV in my yard or in front of my house or somewhere where I'm going to drive to and and work out of my RV because I can't take the kids anymore, which became what am I going to do with this RV? Honey, look into moving to Granite Bay or Rockland or Auburn or uh, Foothill Farms, Fair Oaks, Carmichael. These are all areas outside of Sacramento, halfway to between Sacramento and Lake Tahoe. So it's a good hour, hour and a half away from San Francisco. I'm now starting to see people permanently move. Two years ago, three years ago, pre-pandemic, it was one family basically going. You know what? I, I was kind of a Yahoo guy. I was kind of a 1990s tech guy, and my wife's an attorney, and I, 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 I'm not really bonding with these Google people and these Facebook people. So I'm I'm staying at home with the kids. I saw that a few years ago, and then they moved to Rockland or Granite Bay uh, to hang out at Folsom Lake. And then, okay, so long story short, at the park, I overheard this family say, "Yeah." I can't believe how many people we know moving to, to Granite Bay and, and Rockland and Auburn. And I'm like, that's so weird. Cause my family knows three or four families that are doing that too. So go look at a map. I'm in San Carlos, California. It's about 10 miles North of Palo Alto. And I can tell you, there's at least 10 families between this, this group of families and my group of families that are leaving. And they're all going North of Sacramento or northeast of Sacramento is the right way of saying that. I believe Looking for more of a community, bike trails, hikes, blistering hot heat, please note. That's why they always say visit an area before you move. It's kind of like a couple years ago. People were like, yeah, let's move to Austin. Let's move to Portland. But those are no longer in Fuego. Now it's Granite Bay. And I'm sure Granite Bay and Auburn are just going to love all the pushy Bay Area people, Alpha Parents. Um, and when, when, they come in, they're like, where's my, where's my latte? I need my latte now. I'm carrying! Give me my latte. But this again, it, it, it's, it's a real thing and it's really happening. It, I don't predict things. I'm not in that business. I'm not Carnac the Magnificent. I'm not the storyteller, palm reader from, you know, big. I'm not that person. Um, I don't have chicken bones, chicken bones, chicken bones. Well, I might have some chicken bones. But this transition seems to be pretty real. If I were to put a guess on how much higher my house can go, it's not much. If I were to sell it today, it's worth 2.1 million. It's it's 1,600 square feet. So it's going for over $1,000 per square feet. That's ridiculous. What I can get in Rockland is twice as much house. Near a lake, nearer a lake, but further away from the ocean, closer to the mountains. You kind of see where this is going, right? Um, does the story have an end? I don't really think it does. Other than I was surprised how many people, not, I'm, and again, I'm not thinking it's groupthink group at all. I, I'm thinking they're, I think it's it's a reality for a lot of people of why am I here? My car got broken into it's I'm not here because the crime's low. I'm not here because the schools are great. Half the school's teachers resigned. It feels like in the last uh, 12 months due to COVID issues and due to the pressures and stresses of, of teaching from a distance. I don't know, but the same thing happens in investing things sometimes change, just know that. So one of the things that we're going to look at in 2021, 2022 particularly is how does retail change? Airport traffic's pick back up. We've talked about airlines hiring people. It looks like summer is going in with an, an improvement in economic trust of the covid's going to get beaten. Although I saw some really concerning issues from Israel on how some of the new variants are getting the population sick and they were way ahead of the world of getting their vaccines everybody. And now some new variants are creeping in, and they're finding that the shots does not working against them. That believe it or not, and I love this, that the virus is figuring out ways of creeping in into our body around the vaccine. I'm like that gives me the willies. Okay, so airport traffic's picking back up, which should mean retail traffic should pick back up. Grocers may see the most dramatic and long lasting shift of e-commerce as it becomes a little bit more meaningful part of business. I'm now probably during the pandemic, I was probably 80, 90% let someone else shop and bring me food. I'm probably back down to 50, 50. Maybe I'll get to 25, 75 where 25% of the food and the napkins and the paper towels and stuff like that are brought to me by a shopper. Um, so I don't, I, I think there's a trend there that did permanently change in me. I don't mind online delivery. (laughs) Like if I have a dinner party, which I'm not having a dinner party, but if I were to have a dinner party, I'd be like, I'd be okay. Like, hey, honey, we're busy. Uh, I'll clean the house. You order groceries. And then you blah, 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 put up the decorations. As more and more people received the COVID-19 vaccine and we had a good weekend over the weekend, corporate leaders and investors are like starting to like really rub their hands together, getting excited. U.S. hits daily vaccination record over the weekend again, second weekend in a row. After getting a jab, Americans' worries about health and safety will likely linger. There'll be some very anxious people, but there'll also be some people that are, like, hog wild. Home offices, curbside pickups, lots of cooking practice will all factor into how we shop in the future. I said this phrase last night, hey, did my Dutch oven come? And I always thought Dutch ovens were, like, people who would fart under the under the blankets. Like, I always thought that's what a Dutch oven was. (laughs) The pandemic taught me there really is a Dutch oven? Who knew? Restaurant dining and travel will be the slowest to spring back amongst U.S. consumers who report permanently changed habits. 30% said they plan to spend more on groceries and 44% less on dining out. I'm pro that because that'll save some money for people. I'm anti that because that'll put some uh, restaurants out of business that I like. There's no right answers, and finances just compromises. Just find me online at robblackshow.com, robblackshow.com. Seminar this fall? Maybe late summer? Think about that. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial money investing. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Took first crack at writing a new bio for the new podcast that I'm putting together. One of the things I talked about is that I and I hate writing bios about myself. Oh, it is the worst! It is gag worthy. It's not good. But one of the things I said is that I focus on tech trends and, and economic growth cycles, and I think I'm pretty good at it in the manner that. This is what i do for a living and i get to get on radio and television and talk about it so in theory i should be good at it i don't talk sports i don't know if the sharks should make the playoffs i don't know if they're gonna pull off a big trade today no nothing like that that's where i just sit down be a fan and be stupid if you want to be a fan of wall street sit down and be stupid listen to me retailers have bumped up their investments to adapt their business for e-commerce best buy is testing stores where it devotes more square footage to fulfilling online orders I love that in the pandemic. um, I upped my kids' bedrooms because everyone's going to be spending a little bit more time pissing people off. So everyone's going to need a little bit more time in a nice getaway bedroom that is their own. So I probably bought a TV and a monitor, and I never stepped foot in a store. And I've got a truck, and I roll into the parking space 13. I let Best Buy know, and they said, we'll be out in two minutes. Oh geez, two minutes just became 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, I'm listening to radio. I got my heated seats on. I'm relaxing. I'm sweet. I'm good. So I think that's going to linger. Walmart and Kroger have both announced plans to invest in automation to keep up with the volume of online grocery orders. That's bizarre. If you've ever been in a grocery store in the back rooms, like probably you've had to pee and you've asked to use the bathroom and you go back there, you're like, that's weird. There's a carton of corn. <laughs> and you're like, it's kind of like a warehouse thing. That's not really all that technological that's changing. Um, I loved what Chipotle did. Chipotle said they're accelerating plans to add more Chipotle lanes. Are they getting into bowling? Hell no, they're not getting into bowling. They're getting into areas where you can sit in your car and they'll bring you food. Or you go in the store and you stay the hell away from the person who's getting the order right in front of you and you stay the hell away from the person who's getting the order right behind you. McDonald's is closing hundreds of restaurants on the inside. I like it. Shake Shack has said, we got to figure out a way to do drive through. So I think there's going to be a little bit of a disruption. But on top of that, we've always had disruption from those dang generation Z's. And they're the most enthusiastic about spending time with people outside of their households once they get vaccinated. Nearly 30% of Generation Z respondents said they plan to interact with other people more, more than they did before the pandemic. With Generation X, my generation, the best generation, we're so good. We're rated X. Better than R, better than NC-17. We're Xers. We plan to return to pre-pandemic levels of interaction, not above pre-pandemic. just We want to get back to where we were. I'm okay never traveling to Portland again, (laughs) kind of thing. Like, there's some cities that I don't need to go to. Been there, done it. Don't need any more business trips. Restaurant chains have taken a queue. McDonald's um, is pulling out of Walmarts. So, I think you've probably now lived through two life-changing economic cycles, Minimum. If you're 40 years old, somewhere in that 30 to 40 range, you've lived through the Great Recession and now you live through the pandemic. Teen girls are leading the way as they open up their wallets after the most recent pandemic related recession. There's Piper Sandler, which is one of those investment boutique um, small brokerages that really makes their clientele happy with good research. They said that in a recent study, nearly 30% of upper income female teen wallets are going towards clothing. This is a high not seen since 2013. Um, Cosmetic surgery is is booming right now as people are afraid of being seen again. And they want to get a little touch up here, a little nip here, a little tuck there. Which for the record, I enjoyed the first three seasons of that show, Nip Tuck. And the last three seasons just got whack-a-doodle. I know you're saying, where did that come from? Levi Strauss, CEO Chip Berg. If my name was Chip, I might change it. Just throwing it out there for you. I know you're saying Chip must be short for something. I don't know. But Levi Strauss is saying that the pandemic has inspired fashion that young customers are embracing. Instead of getting into skinny jeans and trying to squeeze into them, the new fashion right now is wide leg bag of your denim. Because our butts got bigger, our thighs got larger, our thighs got thunderous. Our bellies now have to find a place to hang over the belt. So these changes are pretty normal. And again, you've lived through a great recession. You've lived through the dot-com bomb before the great recession, Um, the dot-com bomb. In the 1990s, you had the saving and loans, thrift, banking scandals that brought down lending. In the 80s, you started with mortgages at 15%, 16 17% post-Jimmy Carter inflation high oil era. Every 10 years, it's something that massively changes landscapes. And this is no different. The good news is you're going to get a T-shirt. My mom died of COVID cause she didn't go to the beach cause she didn't get vitamin D now. Cause, uh, cause a germ got inside of a room that should not have. Oh boy. Speaking of dark, John Oliver, I don't know. Uh, John Oliver, American, not American, comedian, British comedian on American television. He went hard at homeless, not homeless. <laughs> old folks. home. that's a pretty big mistake. Homeless people's homes. Um, uh, no, uh, Old folks homes went hardcore that our government can't possibly stay on top of regulation there and that they've actually given up. Um, pretty entertaining, but also pretty frightening. Makes me really want to stay out of an old folks home. If you are it up, what I'm putting down. Anyhow, WWE had their big WrestleMania 37 last uh, Saturday and Sunday on cable on Peacock not on Mr. Peacock. Uh, peacock is the national bird of what country? Ding 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 ding. India. What is India? Oh, not in the form of a question. Um, where do I go from here? Where do I go from here? Okay, so wrestling. WWE. You know the Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. It's this past weekend they were on Peacock, and here's another seminal moment. Five years ago, we were saying, who's going to compete with Netflix? And we kind of started hearing that Disney was taking off Pixar films from Netflix. And that they're probably going to start figuring out a Pixar channel. A couple of years later, it's Disney Plus and stock explodes. And then we go, why are we still paying for HBO at $10 a month when shows come out every week? And we have to wait a whole week. When Netflix is giving it to us now and Disney Plus has this crazy back catalog of of racist <laughs> movies, which some of the South had a kind of some racist undertones in it for lack of a better turn. Um, Disney. I know. Right. It's like Milton Hershey, uh, the guy Hershey, he's considered one of the most famous racist in all of American history. He had an orphanage where no people with color were allowed in, which I guess if you're going to have a club, that's the way to do it. But, Man, that's hardcore. So he gave all his money to the kids in the orphanage, except for people with color, because they weren't allowed in. What? America's greatest racist. He was actually a pretty evil dude. Um, There's a city in Pennsylvania called Hershey which is kind of what you would imagine as an eight year old kid, you imagine a city that's made out of like Hershey kisses and Hershey bars and Hershey's chocolate milk with the rivers are chocolate milk. You're like, I want to go to Hershey. That sounds fun. And then you go to Hershey and you're like, Whoa, this is a dark little place. So Milton Hershey basically bought all the housing and, and gave people jobs at a time when there weren't a lot of jobs and people were happy. And they're like, they got housing and then they couldn't leave. It's like what they're saying. They're accusing Donald Trump and the Trump Organization of, of giving employees that saw things that they sh- that could get the company in trouble. Well, let's just give their kids an apartment. They'll shut up. We give their kids an apartment. Company towns really became evil. Eh, I don't want to use the word evil. But you can. When there was like iron or coal in the mountains. And you needed people to go in those mountains every day and, and risk their lives and use a pick. And I ain't saying my last wife was a gold digger, but she did have a shovel and a, a pick um, and a donkey. Eeyaw! Um. So these coal towns, and if you ever saw the, all the right moves with Tom Cruise and whatever the girl was, um, and he was a football player, and he's a good football player, and he's like, I gotta leave this town. Uh, Leah Michelle or Michelle Leah, whatever her name was, I got to leave this town. And and Cole, coal Miner's daughter, I got to leave this town. This town's killing me. Some of the richest people in the United States history became rich because they basically, and this is a crazy turn of a phrase, enslaved their workers with homes and working conditions that were almost impossible to leave. Generations paid the price. But in no way, shape, or form am I comparing that to slavery? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. Thanks for listening to the show. S&P 500 up 10% on the year, that's amazing. And again, I'm I'm exhausted to saying that in the last five quarters, I did not see it. And most analysts that I follow expect 2021 to close higher than it is today, but prepare for some sort of pullback this year. That's why I don't jump in on and jump in on the markets. I'll be honest with you. Like I can see an email now from someone who doesn't really listen to the show. They're like, Hey Rob, I love you. I listen to the show all the time. Uh, what do you think about me getting out of the market? I'm like, you don't listen to the show. What do you think about a, a stock pick? I'm like, I don't do stock picks. When I talk about a stock, you know, and last year at this time, I was talking about DraftKings, and it's up 50%. You know, what I'm talking to you, when I say, if you want to put anywhere between one and five percent of your money in Bitcoin. I'm pretty definitive that that's up to you, but I'm okay with it. If you were to say, Hey Rob, I want to buy this miracle company. That's going to make uh, a drug that cures balding. I'm like, send it Chad version's way. No, 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 no. I kid, I kid, I kid. I'd say, don't try to hit a home run with a pharmaceutical. Cause there's a hundred companies out there trying to do that same exact thing. Oh, boy. The IMF revised its growth expectations for a second time in three months. The group now sees global growth of 6% this year. That should be the fastest growth since 1980. Wow. Ronald Reagan. Pre-Vladimir Putin. Kind of thinking Brezhnev, right? Kind of a little bit of an era ending there and Glasnost coming in. Fastest global growth since the first year of Reagan. Whoa. But that also came after massively high oil. And again, it tells you that we've seen this story kind of before. The Fed spoke this week. They all but, uh, or the Fed spoke last week. They all but basically said, um, we have a script. and In our script, we're not raising rates. And we're sticking to that for now. But last night on 60 Minutes, Jerome Powell was on, and he's like, I'm not planning on raising rates. And he didn't say, but. In your head, you could say, but. (laughs) Maybe I have to, then I have to. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen argued for a global minimum tax on companies to avoid a race to the bottom. There's two interesting proposals that could come out of the next four years, or I guess the next three and a half years. One of them is to do a retroactive tax on people like Elon Musk who leave the state of California for tax reasons and say, there's going to be some sort of tax reciprocity from state to state. You've made your money in California, but you're going to spend it in, in Texas because uh, 15% taxes are lower minimum. I mean, when you factor in state income and then uh, retail taxes, right? So there's that proposal that's kind of being talked about. Can we figure out how to tax people from state to state? And also, can we just get it over with it in tax havens and say there's a minimum corporate tax on international companies? You can't hide behind Ireland's. Oh, we need jobs. We need lucky jobs. <laughs> Again, I just offended Irish people. I'm sorry. Don't cancel me. You can't have a tax haven anymore in the 21st century where... Europe's like, oh, we want 28%. We want 28%. And then a non-member of the European Union, Ireland's like, ah, but we'll do 3%. Bring us your jobs. You can't do it. It's not going to fly in this day and age. In the pandemic, where countries had to spend billions and trillions and billions more to come up with a vaccine to push in people's arm, to come up with a plan to let people stay at home, to come up with a plan to help hospitals that got overloaded. I, I think Tax hiding is going to be frowned upon, at least for the next three and a half years. First quarter earnings are coming. Next week, we get big financial companies. January, February, March, cha 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 cha. Those are the months that comprise the first quarter of the calendar year. It's expected that earnings will be our friend for the first quarter of the blended growth rate for the SP 500. It's supposed to be about 24 and a half percent. Wow. The Fed GDP model stands at annual growth of GDP at over six percent. Wow. Um it should be a good quarter. It should support higher stock prices. But I'll be honest, if there's a period of time that you should be most nervous about it, it's probably earnings season when companies have high valuations. Earnings season comes around every 90 days, four times a year. First quarter's coming around now. J.P. Morgan Chase, Goldman Sachs, Wells Fargo, they'll be out on Wednesday, followed by Bank of America, BlackRock, Citigroup, and U.S. Bancorp on Thursday. Morgan Stanley, Bank of New York, Mellon, PNC Financial, State Street, and uh, Citizens Financial Group on Friday. Between those 12 companies, you have got a lot of financial exposure to the consumer in the United States. They're going to be telling us. How do people do on their mortgages? How do people do on their credit cards? How do people do on their small business loans? What do we see as far as consumer savings inside of your banks? What are people spending on? These are all little secrets that will come out during the earnings call. calls. Um, two sectors, industrials and energy, are anticipated to post year-over-year declines with the airline industry pulling down the former. And the integrated oil and gas industry acting as the influential weight in the energy sector, both sectors have started out performing this year based on, we know the bad numbers are coming for the first quarter, but the easy comparisons are coming for next year. It's a weird, how much do you trust six months in front of your own nose or not at all? I do trust. But I do it a lot like that freaking fragging snake. Just me. I Rob really like talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.